Well, hello to Eastlake, everybody who's listening and watching. This is Kristen, and I'm here with Peter. Hey, everybody. And we're going to be continuing our kind of what we've been talking about, which is um, rituals and how we have meaningful ones in our life. Um, but first, I just wanted to acknowledge that this is the first recording that we've done since we made a little announcement, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. If you missed that, it might be important. It is important to go back and watch that, right? We had an announcement that we're coming to the home stretch of East Flake, and this is the final kind of chapter, but we are excited to keep some discussions going. Um, we have more to say, but we also wanted to kind of get the cat out of the bag and say, here's our plan to wrap up East Flake. Um, hopefully you heard from the message. I know that Kristen and I have poured over this and like how to say this and what do we want to say. And um, we're just so thankful for this past. At least I'm so thankful. I know you are too, Kristen, but I just, I don't want to speak on your behalf. So I'm just saying that what a beautiful chapter um, this last decade's been. I'm like a totally different human than <laughs> I was a decade ago. And we're even going to talk about that today. But um, yeah, for those of you that maybe are tuning in and just been following the podcasts or videos and you didn't watch the announcement, didn't get the email, you've unsubscribed or whatever, you're going to want to check that one out. Yeah. Well, and just before we hit record, we were talking about the upcoming messages that we're going to record and film, and I'm excited about them. I think it's going to be, yeah. we kind of have two more of these kind of ritual discussions, and then and the second one kind of ties into the end of East Lake, and then we're going to have some reflections on East Lake to kind of wrap up, and it's going to be great. I've already written down some of my takeaways, and I'm going to have to go back to my like 28-year-old brain and be like, oh my gosh, some of my notes. I can't wait to share some of those oh <laughs> stories too. It's gonna be so fun. Some of the stories. Man. Okay. Anyway, today. <laughs> yes, today. Today we're gonna be talking about um aging and birthdays. Um Let's go. excited about Peter's birthday is in September. So happy birthday. That's the primary reason, really, we're I recording know. today. To I don't know if I can. Birthday month. I know. Can I ship cider to you? I don't know. Oh, can please. you do that? Is there... um, <laughs> I can just drive over and grab it. Whatever you buy, I'll drive. It. I'll be over. <laughs> um, but Peter is turning another year older in September. So 39. we thought thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Sure, next year is going to be so fun. Um. <laughs> So we thought we would use that as kind of a jumping off point to talk about aging and the gift of getting older and yeah. what kind of rituals we bring into our life surrounding that idea and maybe maybe which ones, maybe some new ones that we actually want to focus on as we kind of look at our life from this point forward. So um, I guess I wanted to start off by asking you what are your plans? What do you do to celebrate birthdays in the GAD household? And maybe yours is different than Marshall's, but like, yeah. what, are, what are you going to do to celebrate? That's good. We, it's been a funny conversation over the 17, Brittany and I just had 17 year wedding anniversary, um, September 1st. And it's funny to like think through even the early stages of our marriage with birthdays because I've always been a birthday guy. I've always been like wanting to celebrate it. Even if it was like we had a couple friends over and mom let me have Reese's peanut butter cups all day, every day, like that whole day. But like as a kid, I got like there were just some things that our, my mom did that made me feel really special. And I think I've always just like probably had a little bit of a positivity like 
I'm so special to you to my life anyways, even it's this delusion, but like she let us pick the meal out and she let us like go, you know, go to pick out the Baskin Robbins cake or the, like we get to like make our little choices. It wasn't like a crazy thing, but it just made me feel like it was so special. So anyways, we get married and Brittany, when we get married, I had a job like lined up, right? This is, this is 21 year old Pete. And she was already employed with like a real company and like had like a 401k started and like she was like responsible and I was fully on writing coattails <laughs> and it was um it was my birthday we were living in this little apartment for like 30 days before we moved and she was finishing up her job and like working and we woke up and she's like happy birthday today and I was just like what's going on like what's the plan for the day and she's like <laughs> I'm working. I'm, I'm, you know, like paying for this apartment that you live in. Like she didn't say that, but like she, that's where she's at in her life and uh, in her perspective. And um, I, there was, she didn't have a gift for me or anything. And I was so like, my feelings were hurt so bad because she didn't have a gift. So she like swings by at lunch, to, like grab this stinking gift for me and brings it home from like, cause she could tell that I was like, oh, she, I needed more from her than she was probably planning on. So anyways, now it's funny at the time it was was so hurtful and tragic that she didn't acknowledge me on my birthday because she was busy paying for our entire life. Um, but how we celebrate it, Brittany now, we kind of like figured out that I like to just kind of have some freedom on my birthday. And so I'm taking a couple of days off of work. I'm going to visit a couple of different buddies. I'm doing some rounds of golf and um, this year. Historically, um, we usually spend time together as a family. So like on my actual birthday, we're going to like just hang it's on a Sunday. So I'm probably watching football. My kids make me a bunch of art. They always draw me something and make me feel like I'm the greatest dad ever, which is the best. Um, so it's usually usually pretty low key, um, but always some freedom to kind of choose my own adventure. It's kind of how we've landed on the best is like, <laughs> what do you want to do to feel celebrated? And Brittany gives me that freedom, which is nice. So hmm. we, um, I love that Brittany was like, uh, I have nothing. <laughs> I, I got have a gift for you. Looks like you need a gift, huh? Okay, I'll go get you one. <laughs> um, my son's birthday is the first week of October, so we're I'm like a little bit behind on the. Oh yeah, let's plan something. Um, but we're definitely at that stage where like birthday parties are so like treasured important. and important, yes. and we you know thankfully have a great community of people. But there's lots of birthday parties on the calendar, and yeah. Um, but I like it. I think it's really good for my kids to focus on someone else. Like I like taking them shopping for gifts yep. for their friends. Cause of course, you know, my, one of my kids in particular is like, Oh, but I want that. Like, I really want that. And it's this whole process of like yeah. coming outside of yourself to think about someone else and be yep. grateful for that friendship. Um, so I think it's really good for kids to both be celebrated and reminded of mm -hmm. how special they are and also to celebrate others um, totally. when it's not their turn. So, yeah, it's fun this year. So with the four kids, we have all the birthdays are within six weeks. So it's like just a birthday okay. fest for this like window, including Brittany's. So there's five birthdays within six weeks in our, in our world. And for the last couple of years, it's been really hard on my oldest son because his is the last birthday so he's just literally like waiting <laughs> as all his siblings get celebrated have parties have friends over and this year it was really cool to kind of go back to what you're saying is like he's been through it enough to know that he's going to be celebrated yeah. and he's going to get his day and he was actually able to even enjoy his brother's <laughs> birthday party and like enjoy the process of giving a gift to his brother and 
I think that is hard. You have to like learn that, you know, mm-hmm. like that's not, that's not natural for a kid. So anyways, it only took to age nine for him to finally enjoy another birthday party. Than his own. <laughs> My daughter is like the day after her birthday. She's like next year. I wanted that. <laughs> it's like totally. an all year long thing. Planning. But, yeah. Um, but awesome. I just feel like in general, birthday celebrations are like any other ritual that we have in our life, which is just they're they're designed to remind us of something, to like mark mm-hmm. time, to stop and like look around and take a little inventory. Like you're older you're different than you were this time one year ago and I think I'm you know I'm a big fan of creating rituals and like been trying to do that this year as we've been talking about but I'm really thankful for the birthday like the cultural um celebration of someone being alive I think it's really valuable and I'm I'm grateful for it me, me too. I, I was thinking about that one with approaching 40 specifically because there's sometimes there's some negative connotations with um, aging, right? In general, like the goal, like even if you think culturally, right? Like mm-hmm. anti-aging cream or like I'm supposed mm-hmm. to never get, I'm, I'm thinning KB, I'm supposed to like make sure that I'm like, I never lose my hair, even though like I know it's coming. I can see my dad. I can see the future. You know? <laughs> but like, at what point do you accept it? And it feels like there's this like tension at, at some level within culture of like, when do you accept like Brittany this last, in the last couple of years, like just decided my hair is gray and I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep like dying it in my roots all the time. Every six weeks, I'm just going to like, I'm going to embrace the gray. So it's, I it's love interesting it to think. I know it's beautiful. But it's beautiful. I, I think it's just kind of an interesting thing culturally because we kind of haven't decided. It feels like it varies by era or mm-hmm. um, just your in, internal community. Like to what degree are we okay with aging versus trying to be an age that is like the glory years of the past, right? So yeah. it's just kind of interesting to think about that because I don't know, typically the older you get, there's a little bit more freedom when it comes like hopefully time freedom maybe some more like loosen the belt financially less money stress i certainly feel less of that than i did when i was 21 right mm-hmm. um still money stress but just different money stress anyways so like there's benefits to getting older but at the same time we sometimes try to go backwards to like the glory years of looking a certain way or feeling in better shape and i'm feeling that now I'm almost 40 you know and i'm like ooh, i like trying to keep up with my done and i'm like i have to like work out in order to just keep up with the 10 year old running around like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's kind of sucks um but i think it's it's interesting just culturally do you feel like that's shifting culturally meaning that we're getting more comfortable with aging Mm -hmm. it's a good question it's i think it's hard because of like my algorithm right like Mm -hmm. everybody's got their algorithm and they're like in their own little world so if you're in the world where that's embraced and accepted um i think you could i think yes and no i don't know um i think in my in my algorithm the world that i'm in i'm a 43 year old woman and 
all of my algorithms know that. So I'm seeing lots of things about perimenopause and gray hair. And I don't know, maybe it's the people that I follow, but I do feel like there's, um, I appreciate that I'm seeing celebrities going gray and embracing um, their experience in the world. I think about that sometimes. I think about, um, well, currently I think I'm thinking about like, am I, what kind of job am I going to go get after this? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I'm like, I'm not young, but I'm not, don't feel old. And I've been trying to figure out how to translate like the Eastlake experience into like language that yeah um is appropriate on a resume or clear on a resume but anyways i just have been thinking of like all of the experience that i have accumulated over the course of my adulthood so far the jobs that i've had the relationships i've had the things that i've been required to do um and i if i'm being honest i'm like wow i've done a lot and I'm thankful totally. in these 43 years that I've learned what I have. And yeah. hopefully I can continue to put that to use. But I think I'm just in a stage where I'm like, I mean, my sister, my sister, my sisters are older than me. And we have this chat about, you know, hormones and which doctors we're seeing. And we, you know, so many jokes going back and forth. <laughs> and I think I'm just in a stage where I feel really thankful to consider it an honor to be aging. Yeah, I, I agree. So from, from like, do I think culture is more accepting of aging? I don't know. I know for me personally, I don't want to go back to age 21. Good (laughs) God. No. Right. Like at the time I thought that was the coolest age to be. And then 31, I'm like, I wouldn't have wanted to go back to 21 at 31. And I wouldn't want to go back to 31 now. So in some ways I think that is, I mean, maybe the goal of even why you would say on your birthday or, or at least nearby, we should be reflecting and like, am I living the life that I want to live? Mm-hmm. And what can I do to make my future to like make choices that will so that in a decade, I can look back and say, I'm, I'm in a better spot than I was now, right? I think that's yeah. kind of like the hope, right? Is that we're constantly tinkering with our choices and options so that we can have that, that the next decade could be better than the, the one that you're in, right? Um, but yeah, I, I do enjoy aging. I feel like part of it, I wonder when that like hill might happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm, I'm supposed to be over the hill, you know? Um, and I was even <laughs> just looking up in, in response to this, like prepping for this kind of discussion that we're going to have. But did you know the average lifespan in the year 1800? Let's go back 200 years. The average human on planet Earth, you know how long they live? No, not no idea. 30, 35 years is the average lifespan, oh. just 200 years ago. So in terms of like, like, do we have anything to be thankful for, right? I'm halfway, hypothetically, statistically, like, if you, there's also a map I looked at from just lifespan in the U.S., which varies by what state you live in and obviously a thousand factors, including genetic ones that are completely out of your control. However... In Washington state, it's getting close to 80 is the lifespan. So right now I'm like halfway through my life, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an average person, which I like to think myself is close to average, maybe slightly above. And just thinking like, 
200 years ago, had I happened to join the planet, I'd probably be dead by now. It's crazy to think about, yeah. but like the entire map of the world, it didn't vary by any country. All of the Earth's lifespan was 35 or less. Um, and to think now that you can kind of plan on 80, um, 75, 80 is insane. And just like so much to be grateful for because of that, you know? Yeah. The privilege of aging, as you're speaking to. Yeah. I highlighted from that book that we've been reading for small creatures such as we, this page, that this thing that she wrote about birthdays. She said, it's this rejoicing at survival that's at the heart of every birthday party. For most of history, survival was harder. Children perished. A first birthday was not a given. Each passing yeah. year, each step closer to adulthood was a relief not to be taken for granted, something truly worthy of celebration. That's what a birthday is, the realization that time is passing, but we are still alive. Right. Yeah. That's why, I mean, that's why I want, hopefully, I know that there's reasons that birthdays can be hard, but that's why I do think there's always something to be thankful for. And birthdays can hopefully be a trigger to like think through what can I be grateful for? Like you're starting another lap around the sun. We use that language in our family a lot. Like whenever my, my son, you know, my daughter turns 11. I'm like, you're starting your 12th lap around the sun, right? Your first lap started on day one and now you're starting your 12th lap. Like, what do you want this lap to look like? Right. Um, but to think that we're, I don't know. I think there's always something to be grateful for because we're surviving. Right. I was thinking about that with even like our family has four kids and Tess's like the first kid we had, Brittany had to have a C-section and Tess was breech. And like, again, born a different time, different place mm -hmm. that could be life-threatening. Right. And like childbirth in and of itself, not being life-threatening as much in our country for children. And then also for mothers is a massive leap forward in terms of just the ability to survive and so much to be grateful for. Yeah, still a ways to go there too, but I feel that same way. My my first birthing experience was awful and probably wouldn't have survived, you know, a hundred years ago. So um, I think that brings me to one of the points that I was interested in. I was reading about birthday traditions around the world. And uh, the one that I highlighted was um, a Korean tradition. And it says that seaweed soup was eaten by Korean mothers to aid in their postpartum recovery. And mm -hmm. so there's a tradition now that people eat seaweed soup on their birthdays to honor their mothers, the ones who brought them into the world. Um, and I thought, I remember that about uh, JB's first birthday. I was like, this kid has no idea what's happening, but man, have I been through a lot the last year. <laughs> totally. We're going to throw a party for what I pulled off. <laughs> You're here, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know like mother and father relationships can be super complicated, but I feel like, and I kind of joke around with my parents. I in the past, I've joked around on my birthday, like, "Thanks for having me." Um, but and this doesn't work for everyone. But for me, I think um, the older I get, the more I want to just honor the fact that my parents gave me a life, and that it's not a small thing. 
Um, and even more so, so I want to honor my parents on my birthdays. I want to do that better rather than just joking around. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I even remember my mom, my mom tells a story about how, so I'm the third child and after her second, the second pregnancy did not go well. And um, so they had like major decisions about, do we do, do we even try to do this again? Yeah. And she tells me that when she told my grandma that she was pregnant with me, my grandma was like, why would you do that? Like mad. Why would you make this mm. choice? Um, and I think about all the choices that people make. And granted, some people don't make the choice to have kids and they do. And not everything is planned. Um, but I've spent a lot of time in prepping for this conversation. Just thinking about the reality of like how important our choices are. And to take it even further to talk to think through like the choices that my ancestors made like all of the decisions that went into having certain people be in certain places at certain times that led to this child being born which then led to other decisions like i think about my mom's family my mom was born in new york and they made the decision to move to Seattle, like sight unseen. My grandma got on a train with her three kids in New York and took Crazy. a train to Seattle. <laughs> so that my mom and dad could meet in high school. Like this, yeah. that kind of processing honestly causes me a little bit of panic. Because <laughs> I'm like, what if, like, what if totally. this and this and this didn't happen? And I can stop myself sometimes mostly from going down there, but like to also then be like, wow, what an amazing alignment of reality yeah. that I'm even here. Yes. Like the luck or the fate or the purpose, yes. whatever story we say, it's, it's astounding. It's astounding. And I'm not sure we think about that every day when we like get up and make the coffee and start folding the laundry after the kids go to school and get to work and check our emails and all of those things. But birthdays are a moment to stop and to be like, it's astounding that I'm a human being and I have yeah. this life. And oh, there's always hard things and some things may be harder than others, but I think there's room for a moment there at least of like wow. wonder. Yeah. A little wonder and awe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, all the sliding doors moments of what if my parents hadn't met. Brittany and I talked about this a ton with the fact that we met when we did. Um, we talked about our fourth child, Bennett, yeah. uh, and how <laughs> he was, <laughs> we were hoping for, uh, it was a chance at a second daughter, right? We love our, our firstborn daughter so much. We're like, you know what? We got two boys. Let's go see if we can have our second oh. our second daughter and go two and two. And we wound up with our third son and we love him dearly. Um, but like he exists because he had an awesome sister. And we're like, let's, let's got to have another one of her. And I even think about my, I mean, I'm the sixth kid. You think sixth? about like, if my parents got to four kids and decided, yep, we're going to like to how many I have. And they're like, we're going to keep going, which I'm like, <laughs> that 
<laughs> it's the biggest miracle of all, right? <laughs> that they landed on having so uh, the number of kids where I get to join the planet and I get to experience all, yes, some of the pain that you mentioned. I think it is probably, probably a, people listening, right? Like birthdays do trigger challenging things too, right? Like my um, wife's grandma right now, right? right? Like it's hard to celebrate her birthday because her husband isn't here, right? So I, I understand that sometimes the um, there's an emotional component of like anniversaries and, and birthday celebrations can trigger grief mm-hmm. too. Uh, Absolutely. But I think going back to your wonder piece, like the fact that we get to be here and that I got to experience, yes, some of the pain, but so much joy is like such a gift. Um, going back to life is a gift and love is the point, right? That's like, I think that's one of the big points of even these rituals is to help us reflect and at least find one thing to be thankful for and being born mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the different stuff that had to go right for you to be born. At least when I think about my story, I'm like, I, there's a, a billions and billions of families that I would never have joined the planet out of. So, but here I am. I mean, I also like, um, like I said, I, I can create a little bit of panic for myself when I think about like, I almost went to a different university and I remember thinking yeah. about what a decision that was. And I remember talking to my dad about it. I'm like, I wouldn't have these friends and I wouldn't like, who knows if I would have mm-hmm. come back to Seattle and all this stuff. And I, and my dad's like, eh, you would have met good friends there and you would have been saying the same thing about them. And I'm like, but it's these ones that I love. And Andy and I sometimes talk about how like, if I would have gone to California, could we still have met somehow? Like we talk through our connections and like, mm-hmm. um, and Andy does the same thing. He's like, you would have met someone else and you would have had kids with him. And you would have been like, I can't imagine what if I hadn't had these. <laughs> like, totally. I, I guess I appreciate that perspective, but I also um, just get overwhelmingly grateful for points in the story where I turned this way or that way and ended up here yeah yeah for sure and I think going back to gratitude for your your parents um obviously there's varying stories about um healthy families and not healthy families but winding up in a place where you can at least um kind of have freedom to live a life that you want to live and and having kids, I think brings more awareness of all that they did to make it possible for me to at least have a foundation of ethics, a foundation of a worldview that could embrace gratitude, right? Um, some power to go make choices that like those things are such privileges. And I think it is good to acknowledge that on your birthday, recognizing, I think I have more gratitude for my parents um, the longer I've been a parent. <laughs> like, hey, you guys work pretty hard uh, for, for our family and thanks for what you've done too make it possible you know yeah i was listening uh brit shared when shared a podcast with me about mental health and uh the huberman podcast and, and the guy was talking about like what what do humans need um to live a healthy life and to kind of at least be able to um experience happiness on a, on a regular basis right so happiness isn't a constant fit by any means but how do we experience it more often. And the two things that the, this guy boiled all of his work down to were agency mm. and gratitude. Mm. Agency and gratitude. And I was thinking about that, even in like 
how I was raised, like being able to access agency and gratitude and, and the definitions of agency. I wrote them down because I thought it was kind of interesting. But agency just means basically like the ability to act and influence your life um, mm-hmm. is what agency means. Like, and I, and I think some of that has to be some of it, a little bit of a worldview too, right? Because like basically it means that you see the world through the lens that I have power to influence my life and I'm not stuck. Mm-hmm. Like I have some power to do something in my life. And I think obviously everybody's situation is different and there can be really, really restrictive situations where you don't have a ton of, of agency. Um, but for many, there there are things that we can do um, to kind of influence our situation and make it improve um, if we were to make certain set of choices or consistent choices. So I like that as like kind of a boiling down, like what helps us live and access happiness is one is agency. And then the second one's gratitude, like just a regular practice of looking for things that you can be thankful for. So I was thinking about that through the lens of even this discussion of like, as we're aging and hopefully encouraging the people that as you are thinking through your own process of getting older, like what, um, what are some of the worldviews that you could adopt or um, just choices you can make to reckon, like to notice your agency and to find gratitude more regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it can be easy to, fall into the trap of I don't have a ton of power or I'm like, this is unchangeable. Um, I think fighting through some of that is important. And then always looking for ways to be grateful. Um, I think it obviously needs like same, but anyway, I found those interesting as I was thinking through aging and I found myself coming back to my family and being thankful. Like, Hey, I was raised in an environment where I was taught like some of those principles. Um, not to say that I'm like, an expert in those two things but it's like those aren't foreign to me those aren't like must, those aren't ideas that are completely like new those are ones that i've heard before i'm like okay mm-hmm. well how can i this year now that i'm reflecting on my mm-hmm. next lap around the sun how can i have agency to make like what choices can i make to make this year better and to put myself in a better spot be a better dad be a better husband in the future like what choices can i make i do have power i'm not stuck I like 39 doesn't have to be a repeat of 38. What can I do to live more intentionally? I'm like, okay, that's challenging and good for me. And then what do I need to be grateful for? Right. Whose shoulders am I standing on? What do I have? What's the privilege? How do I notice my privilege? And then put that to use for others as opposed to just myself. Anyways, those are things that are coming to my brain um, from how do I reflect on and get better at this this, uh, thing called adulting and aging. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, since COVID and the last um, like few years, I think honestly, you're like reading this book. I just, I think I move differently in the world than I used to um, in a lot of different ways. But in the one that I'm thinking of in particular is just noticing the earth and the world around me and being so grateful for it, especially because there's so much bad news. There's so many hard things that are out there that like listening to waves crash on the beach and listening, watching my daughter, like do cartwheels in the sand. And I don't know, it sounds so cheesy, but like I'm walking through trees and I'm like, these trees have been alive for so long. Right. And 
what has changed around them, I can't even begin to imagine. Um, I think just appreciating the the tiny minuscule dot that I am, um, but that I exist in this world all around me. I can look around and see things that are like miraculous and um, I don't know. I just, I think I appreciate the way that that shifted in me and I'm not sure entirely why or why I wasn't that way before. I think I did notice things before, but I just noticed them more acutely. I feel like now just the miracles all around me of existence and beauty mm-hmm. and what we get to live in. And again, I recognize that it's, it's also awful. <laughs> right. There's awful things happening all of the time. And I don't deny that either, but I think it makes the beautiful things more beautiful because I know it's not the only thing that exists. Yeah, but you have to look for it, right? And I, I do feel though that so much of life is like whatever you, what you look for, you'll find, right? So if you are in the, that isn't to say that certain things aren't harder than others for, for sure, but like you choose to like, embrace hardship as a gift and an opportunity to teach you that's a different mentality than a different one right there's there's different types of worldviews that are going to help you um thrive i think and i and i do think a general posture of gratitude and wonder for existence is going to help you mm-hmm. navigate the pain of life and the the chaos and all, all the bad news right if, if you aren't if you don't have a practice, a, a gratitude practice, or a wonder, like a choice to like walk through the woods and be like, wow, I can't believe I'm here or feel your heartbeat. My heart's, my heart's mm-hmm. beating today. If you have your health, just say, I'm so thankful I have my health today. Cause mm-hmm. um, like, if you don't notice those things or have gratitude for those things, like you can get completely overwhelmed by all the, the shitty stuff, the crappy stuff of our, of our, um, world there's there's way too much access to that now um mm-hmm. so anyways, i just think it's important you have to kind of choose to live that way right you have to choose to look for those things because if you don't like i think i don't know the algorithm is like going to naturally bring those up yeah and i think too like i mentioned earlier um all that you've navigated through and experienced already the wonder and the miracle that we're still here after you know everything that life has thrown at us already and for many people it's a lot life has thrown you a couple of awful hands and you're still here and that that experience can be used moving forward even just as a reminder that you're not in that now or that you can survive the hard things that come your way that kind of experience, um, I'm really thankful for. Yeah, I was I was thinking about um, the Sasha Sagan book and one of the quotes um, that she mentioned. And when it comes, to, even in the the context of um, birthdays and anniversaries, it reminded me of another book that I've read. I think I mentioned a couple times, but it's Four Thousand Weeks, mm-hmm. and it's kind of helping us view our life through a little bit more yeah there it is time Look, management for it. mortals yeah <laughs> i really like it and it it's reminding me of some of the tim urban stuff i've read too for people that don't know who tim urban is he has like the maps of like your life and weeks i bought one of those like you're here's you're gonna be around 90 when you die and here's all the weeks and like you can kind of go through and be like yes join the planet on this week right like i like my 
11 year old, like I can go through and kind of map out my life. So I'm going to do that as one of my reflections or like takeaways from even having this discussion. But like seeing your life broken out into boxes of weeks or chunks of time, right? Kind of messes with you a little bit. And and one of the quotes from that uh, time management for mortals is when you don't believe, when people stop believing in an afterlife, everything depends on making the most of this life. And I did think about that, how much it's changed for me in the past decade. Not to say that I wasn't like um, trying to live my life intentionally a decade ago, but I do think losing the belief that there's certainly something after this life has made me like a little bit more thoughtful on, (laughs) am I living my life well, right? Like if I get 4,000 weeks, like did I live this week intentionally with love, with gratitude? It's easier to notice the trees, I think, or notice the stars or notice, um, I don't know, when I I have my, my four kiddos, right? And like whenever I interact with somebody who's, a decade ahead of me, I'm like, what would you say? And I, I had this conversation just the other day. Like, what would you say to a 38 year old you, um, looking back, right? How old was your kid when when you were 38? And I'm like, my kid was seven. Okay, what would you say to yourself, right? <laughs> and everybody always says the same thing. It's always it goes so goes fast, so fast. Mm-hmm. right? And like, I have um, one of my good friends from high school's kiddo is cross like they're in the midst of like going off to college and that experience and like some of their own grief of like the challenge of like ah. Did we max, did we nail the last 18 years? Cause now we're just like pushing them out of the nest. And, and even if we aren't pushing them, they're walking out of the nest, right? <laughs> they want to go. And like thinking, like trying to empathize with my future self of like, I'm going to feel really sad when my kids like shift out of this season and trying to remind myself of that when I'm super annoyed with my kids. Right? <laughs> so like, I would love to be in that season where I miss my kids because they're just all around me right now. Um, but anyways, I was just thinking about how important, how even in my own worldview, like having a less of a certainty about what's going to happen in the next life, search uh, for me is a, a huge motivator or um, kind of just triggers a lot of thoughts. I'm like, okay, well, if this is it, am I living it well? Make it count. Make it count. Yeah. Um, I had COVID a couple weeks ago and my family didn't get it. And so I isolated, which is different than the last time we had it. So I was by myself in my bedroom for like five days. Um, That's a lot of Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so anyways, I did some reading and stuff like that, but I also binged and someone suggested that I binge the summer I turned pretty, Um, Mm. like a teenage yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Didn't show up in my algorithm, but <laughs> maybe it will now that we've talked about this. Yeah, um, probably will. So forgive me, everybody, for teenage drama. And but one of the things that I've been thinking about that was said on that show was um she says, remember, the world is happening to you, but you are also happening to the world. And so sad about Susanna, by the way. But um, I, I think about that still of like so much of our life we feel like is happening to us. And this, I think, goes back to your agency um, comment. But and my little like dot on the timeline that I felt like mm-hmm. um, that sometimes it can feel like we are so small and that's accurate. Um, we're so small in the scheme of things 
And a lot of our life is spent reacting to the fact that the world is happening to us. Um, and mm-hmm. so much time and energy is spent, I think, on, and rightly so, how we react to the world happening to us and around us. Um, there is this moment of like, I'm also happening to the world right now. Like, this is it. This is my, this is my, you know, 4,000 here. Like, um, what do I want it to be? Mm-hmm. And I think it is a privilege to be like, ooh, I can think that way. Um, but I do, like, I do think there's a moment to really, and birthdays are a good one to be like, am I happening to the world the way I want to? Yeah. And I don't think it needs to be like making my mark in like, you know, certain ways where lots of people know who I am or, you know, anything like that. But um, like, I, I'm not going to wait for things to happen to me. Um, they're they're going to happen <laughs> yeah but i'm also not going to wait to make my mark on the world and that right now is the world around me and so yeah i will pick up the phone and call my friend and be like how are you doing i haven't talked to you in weeks um i'll send the text message i'll write the card i'll do these things to um just remind myself like i'm happening i'm happening to the world and i'm happening to the people around me and yeah there's an honor and a privilege there and i don't want to take it for granted yeah i want to live intentionally right i want to live this life the way i want to not just kind of follow the path of least resistance right you can i think you do that well by the way just to compliment you you wrote me a <laughs> handwritten card right i've talked to you every week we text right that's easy like Brea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a good thing though. It it, it it was like a obviously a gesture that took you a couple minutes. But for me, I'm like that's impressive. That's a very intentional and wonderful way to live. And it is a, I think that's requires you just have to that requires more thought, um, more reflection on like am I living the way I want to, right? And am I living out my values? What are my values now that I'm facing this next year? Um, how do I want to live those out? I think that's really hopefully a trigger for even this discussion for people. Mm-hmm. I think we do that naturally, like at the early part of the year, there's all sorts of like, you know, mm-hmm. calendaring things. But I think birthdays, anniversaries, they're good. Right. You're if you're in a partnership, right? Or any a partnership anniversary. All right, what do we want this next year to look like for us as partners, right? Um thinking about that even with um my own birthday, right? Like, all right, what do I how do I want to live this year and what needs to change as a result? Um, or do I have power to influence my my scenario, my surroundings? I think that that's the the piece that I think is something that everybody can embrace. I, I do want to acknowledge that it's it can be hard. I'm not saying every birthday, like birthdays, can be reminders of disappointments, right? Like, hey, I thought I'd be somewhere else when I was 39, or I thought I'd still be in my partnership when I turned this age, or I thought I would have kids, or I'd have this dream or this job or whatever. There is that, and yeah. so I think there's always going to be that like challenge to navigate some of the hardship of it all but i think from a i think that's true for everybody though i think i think some have certainly people have 
um, greater challenges than other, but I think you can always live in that space of disappointment. So, but I think that maybe the challenge that I'm taking away from this discussion is yes, like grieve that and acknowledge that. And like, you can give energy to that, but also give energy to things that you can change and in ways you do want to live and gratitude for what you have. Because I think if you only give energy to the things that are challenging about the scenario, I just think it's a harder way to live. Like you have to at least give energy to both, you know? Mm-hmm. I think so too. Um, the last thing I have written down was, um, I was going through Instagram the other day um, because I like to go back and look at my life. <laughs> yeah. I like to go back and look at my kids and remember, it helps me remember moments. And I came across this, this picture of my grandpa that I posted when he passed away. My grandpa was 99. And I had recalled wow. a story. Well, all my gra- my, uh, all my other grandparents, all my grandparents lived to their 90s. My grandma was a not going anywhere, KB. I know. You're not going anywhere. We'll see. Um, but I wrote about how he it was challenging at the end, you know. It's not as easy to yeah. move around when you're 99. And um things had been difficult. And I remember asking him how his week had been. And he said, when you get to be my age, they're all good days. Mm-hmm. And again, acknowledging like, that's not the case for everyone, but I appreciate the perspective that he had yep. in the 90s of being able to look back and to say, it's hard right now. Um, I know I'm reaching the end, but it's still a good day. Yeah. And I'm thankful. For that's that. like a value though. Like that's a value that he embraced, right? Yeah, because he could have focused on the chronic pain or all the things that he couldn't have done that mm-hmm. he used to, to do in his 50s, mm-hmm. 60s, 70s, 80s, or whatever. Right? Like you have to choose that. That is a a worldview that he adopted. That is admirable and like the hope. Like how do I how do I live in a way right now where I can embrace that when I'm that age? You know? Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, any other comments you have for birthday? aging you don't seem to be going gray you going uh, a little bit on the side Just a little right? bit yeah. yeah a little bit i get my hair cut regularly <laughs> enough where you, it looks kind of blonde so people are like oh is he kind of just blonde or is he gray so <laughs> um no I, I like this discussion i feel like my biggest takeaways continue to revolve around um using these birthdays as a reflection to live more intentionally um to not let them be a ritual i don't want my birthday to be a ritual of like a trigger for what could have been or what should Mm -hmm. have been like all the coulds and shoulds I think birthdays can be a trigger for that and I'm choosing to like not spend my birthday thinking about you know if I'd made this choice I could be in a way better spot on my day right I think you can we can live that way all the time but to let it be a a day where I'm like okay reflecting on what do I have to be grateful for um I have a little notes app my phone because it's my little it's called my my PMG live intentionally note and I have like little <laughs> quotes written down and things that remind me like okay how can I live intentionally and so I'm, re- I'm reviewing that one of uh, the quotes I have like little quotes that inspire me but um, one of the quotes is happiness is a function of the number of deep and meaningful relationships I have so like trying to just keep pushing relationships to the top of my values pyramid um so I think the what 
I'm trying to do with this birthday is reflect on, okay, how do I want, what are my values and like, how do I want to live and gratitude, like recognizing all, all the gifts that I've been given, all the privileges that I have and not letting those be, um, You've ever heard the phrase that yesterday's raises tomorrow's expectation, right? So whenever like you or if you've ever been in a job, right, and and you get like maybe a little cost of living increase, right? Yesterday's raise was like, oh my god, I got a raise this today. Now it's like, of course I'm, I'm owed that, right? It's like I'm trying to stay out of that mentality that all the things that I've been given, I want to like notice all of them, right? I and and not for like not to get caught up in like, of course I've I've owed that. Um, so even like what you're saying earlier about I'm the sick kid, right? I, I'm here. Like, not don't forget to notice that because if you lose that, I think it can be you miss out on a lot of wonder and a lot of gratitude. So those are my my, my reflections. <laughs> well, I do think you're one of the most intentional people that I have in my life. I feel like you're you're doing really well at that. I feel like you the decisions you make, the way you spend your time. Um, the people that you choose to surround yourself with are all very intentional and leading you somewhere good. So I'm glad to be a part of it. <laughs> You're on the list with McKV. You're stuck. You're stuck with me. <laughs> Thanks for chatting well, today. I hope you have a great birthday. I hope you get to you. pick your pick your dinner after golf and <laughs> blow right. out some candles and think about your next trip around the sun. I love it. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thanks, baby. Thank you for joining us. To make a donation, head to eastlakecc.com slash donate.